Welcome to the InnerSelf.com audio version of Learning to Resonate with Our Own Body and Mind Written by Filida Anam Aera Author of The Last Ecstasy of Life The article is narrated by Mariti Russell, publisher of InnerSelf.com John Muir, in Gentle Wilderness, the Sierra Nevada, remarked, One is constantly reminded of the infinite lavishness of nature. No particle of her material is wasted or worn out. It is eternally flowering from use to use in beauty to yet higher beauty. End of quote. The miracle of what transpires from the fusion of egg and sperm captures the sacred imagination of both scientist and mystic alike. But what happens before cells multiply and evolve is of the highest importance, and we must rely on ancient wisdom to delve into the mystery of such phenomena. Plato and Ultimate Reality Plato, in his book, The Republic, taught that the physical world that we live in is but a shadow of the real world or ultimate reality, and that pure reality exists beyond all physicality. His belief was that the physical world is forever changing, always in a state of evolving, but not evolved, so it is therefore imperfect or as Louise B. Young would suggest, not finished yet. So it is not difficult to believe that there exists a field of consciousness that is of a higher vibration and higher frequency than the material world, and because it is not subject to our laws of human existence, is also beyond suffering and extinction. For all that has been created must obey the laws of earthing. Only that which has earthed can go through decay and death or transformation and rebirth. The Auric Body It seems there is an energetic field that surrounds the internal organs and all physicality. We see that this energetic or auric body is what sustains and supports the physical. When the auric body is not strong in its energy system, the physical body collapses. We can therefore deduce that dis-ease begins in the gradual reduction of life force. When our thoughts, which are living organisms, do not uphold a positive vibrancy and sink into depression or lethargy, this affects the physical. So there is a field that is alive with life force, healing in and of itself, and when we encounter and get to the source of it, we are imbued with pure energy and filled with good health. I believe that the universal heart, the unconditional cosmic energy, is the perfect template of the human heart and is continuously surrounding it with what we call love or harmony. Equilibrium. Unfortunately, because of our heart's woundings and the unhealed feelings we hold in our physical hearts, 
We cannot always access this grace. But it is the universal heart that imbues us with self-accepting love and a more altruistic love for humanity and creation in general. Rupert Sheldrake talks about the morphic field or field of resonance. It is an energy field within and around all living organisms. In the Bible, we read, In it we live and move and have our being. This life force tunes in to our morphic field so that the organism develops in the way suggested by the internal template. This is interesting from the point of view of how we resonate with our own bodies. We talk about resonance with other organisms, but for me, it's important to have resonance with my own internal states of being. For instance, when someone has a headache, they can usually stop whatever they're doing, go inside, and see what the internal chatter is about and what future or past events are filling their subconscious mind at that time. The dear body might register this disquiet as a headache. Others will find a resonance with their stomachs or other parts of their body. It's as if the body is in sympathy with and is the messenger of thoughts. And the thoughts register as either happiness or stress, and the physical responds with a disturbance in the biology. Learning to resonate with our own body and mind. Unfortunately, we've not had any education on how to resonate with our own body and minds. What a difference it would have made had we been taught that our thoughts affect our physicality. What a difference it might have made in our lives had we been taught that we are the breath of life itself affecting our whole being. If we had learnt at an early age that the healer is in the breath, perhaps our experiences would have been more congruent and authentic, leading to self-honoring, self-monitoring health processes, and less possessiveness and judgments of others. And yet we had to learn through not knowing. This is the challenge our souls offered our personalities. I often forget that while I don't possess life, I am fully responsible for my thoughts, which produce actions and reactions. I belong with life, but it does not belong to me. I have the privilege to be allowed to live it in each breath. My purpose is to experience as fully as I can the amazing grace that each individual breath affords me here and now. This thought challenges me daily, and I'm not finished yet, but instead am forever in the flow of integral spiritual evolution. This article was written by Philida Anam Aera, and excerpted from her book, The Last Ecstasy of Life, Celtic Mysteries of Death and Dying. The article was narrated by Mariti Russell, publisher of InnerSelf.com. We hope that you have enjoyed this article. 
For over 30 years, we at Inner Self have sought to encourage new attitudes and new possibilities. For more inspiration, visit us at InnerSelf.com. Thank you. Visit the Inner Self Market for new attitudes and new possibilities. You'll find inspiring books, wonderful music CDs, audiobooks, card decks, candles, jewelry, gifts, all kinds of wonderful things. Visit us at market.innerself.com.